Welcome to our 8th Hakel podcast titled Classic Take, where we will discuss a fundamental concept of Mashiach and try to get more familiar with it. Question some people can ask is, we are told that we are living in the times of Ikvasa de Mashiach. Ikvasa de Mashiach literally could be translated as the heels of Mashiach or the footsteps of Mashiach. The meaning of the word term heels of Mashiach means that all the Jewish people, all the collective souls of the Jewish people throughout the generations collectively form one body. And now we're holding right at the bottom the heels, the last generation right before Mashiach comes. Also, in a number of places, the term Ikvesa de Mashiach, which means the heel, is also connected with the footsteps of Mashiach. We are already hearing the approach of Mashiach's heels, Mashiach's footsteps coming our way. And we are probably have heard, familiar with the concept that there are many signs that are telling us that we are living at the last moments of exile, but at times making sense of these signs can be a little confusing. And some people could ask, are we really hearing Mashiach's footsteps through all the things that are happening? So let us first discuss the different, at least a basic description of the different signs that we find that are taking place in these generations which are telling us that Mashiach is coming. Well, there are there's good news and bad news. You know, there's good signs and bad signs. There are certain things, good things that are happening in the world that are a sign that we're heading towards the ways of Mashiach. For example, one strong example is the revelation of Chassidus in the past generations and the, you know, that's 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 in of itself is very very great, and um, we have other things that have been happening that are in 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 the good sense. Even if not chassidus, but even nigla the Torah, the revealed levels of Torah, the amount of learning, and we had great sages not too long ago, like the Ragetshaver, and others who revolutionized the whole way of understanding Torah, which brought out a much deeper depth and revelation of Torah, which we didn't have before. There's also the availability today of learning Torah and manuscripts that have been printed, and the availability online and through technology has made Torah accessible to all in a way that you could arguably say was is unparalleled in history. So from one hand, there are major things happening in the realm of revelation of goodness and kindness in the world, which is a foretaste of the coming of Mashiach. On the other hand, there's also no need to elaborate, unfortunately, about all the negative signs that are happening in the world, which we are also told is a, is, is a sign that Mashiach is approaching. We have the famous Memorei Chazal, teachings of our sages at the end of Tractate Saita, Masech Saita, which speak about the complete moral disintegration, the sensitivity of the generation before Mashiach comes, and they will be completely desensitized from any values, and you know, as we've seen, and we see, unfortunately, things aren't you know going from good to better, but in the other direction, things are going from bad to worse. In the, the sense of a complete moral deterioration of any values, eroding any values that people have held onto, that people have believed in for for centuries, for millenniums are being eroded in an insane way, one, one could even, can even argue. And we are told that this is also a sign of the coming of Mashiach, Ikvesed the Mashiach, and that's also, as I mentioned before, 
that the term ikvasa de Meshicha itself, the actual word ikvasa de Meshicha, contained two very different and distinct and maybe even different opposite meanings. Ikvasa de heel is the bottom of the foot, which represents that we're living at the generation which is all the way at the bottom, you know, the bottom of the of of the barrel, or where all the you know, all the sediment, all the waste filters down, we're living right at the bottom, or it's also known that the most desensitive part of the body that's the least sensitive is the heel. So we're living in, in, in definitely in that type of generation, which is a negative, in, in other words, on its surface, is a very negative connotation, very negative thing. On the other hand, as we mentioned before, there's also there's the ikvsa de Mashiach in the positive sense, as we are hearing the footsteps of Mashiach. Now, after everything I just said, people could become very confused. In other words, as we approach Mashiach, shall we expect good things to increase, learning of Torah, both the revealed parts of Torah and how much more so the deeper secrets of Chassidus becoming revealed and expressed and available. That makes sense to many of us to be a sign of Mashiach is coming. The negative things that are happening, if anything, seem to many of us to be a sign that we are getting further away from Mashiach. And what's even more confusing is that how could you have both together? How could you have that there are good things happening which are a sign of Mashiach's coming and you have negative things happening which are a sign of Mashiach's coming? Let's make up our mind. Which one is it? Are we expecting good things to herald the coming of Mashiach or bad things? And it could get a little confusing. So I just want to try to focus on a few ideas just to understand the inner dynamics of what our Svarim, our sages, Chassidus, and other sources explain how to understand, make sense of these opposite events taking place in front of our eyes. So I'll mention a few basic points. There's obviously a lot to elaborate upon this, but we're not obviously this beyond the scope of this year that we did this podcast that we have. So just discuss some basic points to keep in mind, some food for thought, as we say. So first of all, it should not come by any, any it should not be a surprise to anyone, the fact that right before Mashiach comes, from one hand, there are many good things taking place, and from the other hand, there's a lot of negative things taking place. In fact, the Chafetz Chaim and the Sefer Sepisel Yishu and other places, he highlights that if we look at the different sources of Mashiach, in the Torah, one place describes, you know, before Mashiach comes, there'll be a greater spiritual awakening, people will be doing tshuva, the Rambam explains people will become more interested in doing mitzvahs, there'll be great positive spiritual arousal. At the same time, we have other sources, as I mentioned before, speaking about a complete opposite uh, movement taking place, where people are shifting away from true values of Yiddishkeit and morality and so on and so forth. And he explains it's not a contradiction in the sense, he says there'll be two groups of people. There'll be a minority group, which will become very, very frum and very focused on doing the right thing. And there'll also be many people that, because of the darkness of exile and so on and so forth, they're going to go even further away from values. And he says in, in his way of writing, he says that each group will bring Mashiach for a different reason. The group that is very religious, that is connect, that is trying to get closer to Hashem, so they're going to bring Mashiach by the virtues of their efforts of 
getting closer to Hashem, doing tshuva, becoming more spiritually sensitive, by overcoming the challenges that are particularly the challenges of being religious and being sensitive to morals and values and spiritual commitment at a time when the world around them is you know, spiritually disintegrating. So they will bring Mashiach due to the merits of their service of what they're doing. At the same time, the people that are going downhill, so to say, will also bring Mashiach, but for an opposite reason. Because things that get spiraling so much out of control, that itself will be a reason that will compel Hashem to bring Mashiach, so to say. It says in a number of sources, and Hashem will see how things have gotten so bad, so Hashem will say, okay, you know, I got to bring Mashiach now, because it, it can't get any worse than this. I don't want it to get any worse than this. So each group on its own will bring Mashiach because of its own, you know, either positive accomplishments or negative accomplishments. So this is, when we look at the world, we might see a mix of different things going on, but each part, each one was foretold to us. There will be those Jews that will become very spiritually sensitive. And unfortunately, there will be the opposite as well. So that is the, uh, the classic explanation of the Chafetz Chaim that he explains regard how to see the different things in the Torah regarding the, the opposite descriptions of the Torah regarding generation before Mashiach comes. And this also ties in, according to many commentaries, with the concept, you know, the Gemara says that Mashiach Karid will either come in a generation that's completely virtuous and a generation that is completely kulei a generation that's completely guilty, that's liable for turning away from Hashem. And many commentaries explain it doesn't mean that everyone in the generation will be completely righteous or they'll be completely corrupt. It means that within the generation, there'll be a very big, the world will be polarized. There'll be those people that will be very just, very righteous, completely religious and dedicated. And then there'll be people that will be the complete opposite. They'll be completely far away from anything that's true and right and moral and so on and so forth. So it doesn't necessarily mean that the world itself will, will be, everyone on the planet will be in the exact same way, but it means that good will be completely good. Those that are committed to good will go all the way, and those that are committed, you know, those that are caught up with the opposite of good will also go all the way. And both, both energies, both things that are going on will bring Mashiach for very different reasons. Those that are doing good, obviously they deserve Mashiach. Those that are turning away from good will so to say, force Mashiach to come, so things shouldn't get any worse. So this is one way of explaining things. This is, you know, this is a very, I guess, a basic explanation. Doesn't, doesn't, um, it doesn't, it's not a fully satisfactory explanation. It definitely is not, uh, we'll soon see there are deeper Chassidish explanations for what's going on, but that's one, that, that's, that, that's at least, I think, a starting point to make sense of the opposite, different uh, descriptions of what will happen before Mashiach comes. There's another point, which is that the Rebbe said this many times, which ties in a little bit with the point of the Chafetz Chaim, although slightly different. The Rebbe said that before Mashiach comes, there's a process of Yisparadu v'Yislabnu, that everything becomes crystal clear. Now, there's before Mashiach comes, everything has to be come out for its, the real colors of everything will come out. Somebody that is truly righteous, you might be surprised that people have 
done accomplished such good things, they themselves might be surprised that they have accomplished such good things. Before Mashiach comes, we see extraordinary things being revealed both in good and the opposite. You have people that are doing good things no one would have imagined they'll be able to accomplish that. And you have people no one would have imagined how low they could have fallen, and unfortunately they did fall so low. So the Rebbe says, this is a concept of what it says in the prophecy of Daniel, before Mashiach comes, is Badr of Islam, it'll be a complete birur, a complete separation, everything will become crystal clear. And there's a whole discussion of why that has to be this way, but one of the points are is that when Mashiach comes, evil has to be eradicated. Good will prevail, evil will be eradicated. In order for evil to be eradicated, it's important for evil to come to the surface. It's important to see evil for what it really is. And that's why sometimes there are people that, you know, from they've stood up, they've done the right thing, but when the challenges hit right before Mashiach comes, a lot of them might, all of a sudden, you might see surprising things happening. They're going to, you know, there's people that did evil things. Maybe they were, you know, everything else they did was good, but certain things came up and they acted in such horrible ways. We've been completely surprised. Why is that? Because if the hidden evil is not revealed, you won't be able to know that it exists and know that you have to get rid of it. So there's a spiritual refinement process of good and evil are becoming separated. The good is being revealed for what it really is. The negative is being revealed for what it really is. And that helps explain part of the process of what's going on. Nevertheless, honestly, the, these, these above explanations are not fully satisfactory. It doesn't really give a person, um, definitely doesn't give a person a, a direction to understand how to deal with things. It just ex helps explain that this phenomena is not a contradiction of having good things and bad things happening at the same time, but it doesn't really explain, doesn't really give a context for a person to be able to look at what's going on and to try to see what's going on in a way that encourages him to do what he needs to do to bring Mashiach. So, the direct answer for this, the Rebbe was the one that actually asked the same question that I asked in the beginning, of how could it be that when we are coming closer to Mashiach and we do see good things happening in the world, and particularly in, when the Rebbe spoke in Tavshin and Aleph, when, you know, when, 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 when the communism was coming to an end and all the evil that they stood for of religious oppression and so on and so forth was all coming to an end. You saw a lot of good things happening, which was also miraculous. And in general, the world was becoming ideas of freedom and tolerance and so on and so forth were becoming very strong throughout the world, even in those countries which before were, you know, dictatorship and so on and so forth. And at the same time, there were negative things happening. People, there was a pressure being put on Eretz Yisrael to give away territory and so on and so forth. And Rebbe asked, how is, what's going on over here? If we're seeing so much good happening in the world, how is it possible that there's negative things happening as well? And Rebbe gave the answer, which is the, the classic Hasidic approach to this, which is that the two things should not be seen as unrelated, but they're actually very deeply related. And this is the idea of the darkness comes before the light, or the idea, the way Chassidus explains it in, in many places, is that when the light intensifies, right before Mashiach comes and the revelation of Mashiach already starts filtering down into the world, the negative forces realize that this is their end, and therefore they start fighting it as much as they can. As Chassidus gives a number of 
examples, you know, right before a candle extinguishes, it starts jumping up, the flame jumps up, and then it dies out. When a person is about to lose a wrestling match, he will muster up all his strength and give it his last shot, and until he's beaten and he loses the battle. You know, or before, the Rebbe once gave another marshal that before when a pot, you know, is, is, is fully, is just about fully cooked, how do you know it's already fully done? Is that the bottom of the pot starts spitting up, it starts splattering, starts splashing out, everything is already getting too much cooked. So the bottom, the things that are the bottom of the pot starts shooting up on top, and, uh, and then that's how you know that, you know, that, the, that it's time to turn off the fire. So generally, the point is that right before light, when light already starts coming into the world, the darkness, notice the dark forces, which are very keenly aware of what's going on, they put up a great fight specific, specifically because this great light is coming to this world. And with this, Chassidus explains, if we look historically, let's say we're discussing before how one of the classic signs that we see that we're on our way to Mashiach is that Chassidus was revealed to prepare us for Mashiach. At the same time Chassidus was revealed, you know, shortly afterwards the Haskalah movement started, the Reform movement, the Enlightenment movement, which took many Yidin away from Yiddishkeit. So what was going on over here? If Chassidus was revealed into the world in order to prepare us for Mashiach, so what is, how could this opposite thing take place? And there's, there's a number of ways of explaining it. I mean, a very simple, basic way of explaining it is that specifically because there was such a big darkness, because, you know, so many Jews were drifting away from Yiddishkeit, so we needed the extra boost of Chassidus. But there's another explanation, a little deeper, which is that specifically because Chassidus was coming into the world, so the forces of Klippa had to put up their biggest fight, and therefore they had this reactionary movement, so to say, that Klippa was reacting to the revelation of Kedusha. The unholy forces were trying to fight back because they felt that their end is near, and they, and this is why all you know these negative things happen of of the Haskalah movement. And many Jews were all the different things that all the negative impure and unholy ideas and, you know, and movements and philosophies that, you know, are, are, were, 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 were all of a sudden came to the forefront was the fight, so to say, the last battle that the unholy forces are trying to fight against the revelation of the, holy, of the, of, of the holiness which is coming to the world in the form of the light of Mashiach. And this also we find when Moshe Rabbeinu came to Pare to tell him to let the Jewish people go, Pare reacted by making things worse for the Jews. And Moshe Rabbeinu was upset. He asked Hashem what's going on. And basically the point is that this is part of the plan. When the light of redemption already filters into the world, Moshe Rabbeinu was already sent by Hashem to Pare to tell the Jewish people to, to tell him to let the Jewish people go, which means that the energy of redemption is already coming down, is already hitting Pare. But in, right, in, right before Pare is broken, he tries to fight back by making things even worse. And this is the, the general approach that Chassidus says, how to view these negative things happening. There's two things happening. The good is getting revealed to prepare us for Mashiach. The negative, we shouldn't focus so much on the negative things that are happening. We should view them more as the negative forces realizing that their end is near. They try to fight back and, 
you know, bring up all their last resort, all, all the, you know, negative forces, ne negative ideas that they could draw back on. But once they're finished, they're over. They're, once they finish spewing everything out, they're over. Just finish off with one thought, which takes us a little bit, to just to go drop deeper, Rabbil Parcher, the Rabbi says this also in the Sicha, and Parcher's Masay, the Rabbil Parcher explains this though at length in the, one of his Maimorim. He brings an example of a teacher teaching a student, and he's giving him an idea, and the student asks a question. All of a sudden, the teacher is trying to answer the question, and he's the more he's trying to think about answering the question, he has a new... He's digging deeper, and there's a deeper way of understanding this idea hitting him. And the more he's trying to think into and analyze this deeper way of looking at it, the more he loses contact with the student. The more he starts, he stops, or he starts saying things that are incoherent until he reaches a point where he doesn't say anything. He like gets lost in thought. And the student could feel very, um, could feel abandoned. You know, he asks this question. And the teacher is not answering him, and instead the teacher stops talking to him. But what gives the student comfort and hope is because he sees that the face of the teacher is shining. He realizes that the teacher has this new wonderful idea hitting him in his head, that came into his head, which he's trying to think over in order to tell his student. And Rabbi Lepage explains the same thing is, he says, when there's a new revelation that has to come into the world, what happens is, is that the old revelation goes away. So in other words, right before Mashiach comes, at that point it seems like it's completely dark. Why? Because the previous revelation of whatever was there during the time, the first Beis HaMikdash, the second Beis HaMikdash, even later, that revelation is its like the teacher teaching the student. The idea that he was teaching the student wasn't good enough because the student had a question. So the teacher had to dig deeper. So the previous idea that the teacher had, he stops teaching the student. He's now focusing on the new idea. So the student, when he sees how the teacher is completely not communicating with him, he could get very you know, lost. But if he only realizes that it's because the teacher is trying to give him a much higher idea, which will answer all his questions, then he'll be comforted, he'll get ready, and he'll stand ready to hear the uh, the answer from his teacher. So this is the same thing he says, that the closer we get to Mashiach, so the reason why all the negative comes in is because the previous revelation of godliness and holiness is making way for a much higher revelation. So in the meantime, it might seem like, you know, we say, wow, there's no godliness here, whatever it is, why is it so dark? But that's only because we're getting closer to the revelation. But we are do see, even though we might not see the revelation, there are certain signs we see, like this teacher's face brightening up, certain things we already could start telling that we're about to experience a great revelation. So both things, so the answer to the question is that we hear the footsteps of Mashiach 100%. We hear them both, unfortunately, the negative. But as the Rebbe said, instead of focusing on the negative, let's focus on the positive and let's realize that the negative is just a means to you know, our last final refinement process to reach the positive. And furthermore, when we do our avoidance, when we do what we need to do, despite the fact that we're so dark, that itself is the greatest power to reveal the greatest light, specifically because it's so dark and we're at the bottom of the barrel, so to say, and we still do what we need to still do our avoidance to prepare for Mashiach, this is what actually brings about the great revelation of Mashiach.
Plastic Take is produced by Tudalt's Podcast Productions, producers of The Daily Boost, The Weekly Fabrengen, Power Fabrengen, and Mashiach Mindset Audio. Available on all podcast platforms.